0: Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by.
0: Hello, and welcome to the 401st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sorry about that delay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we've been busy. We've been you and I have both been traveling.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was in uh I was in Florida for a couple of weeks. You were in uh Tokyo, right?
1: I was in Tokyo. Uh how was Florida overall?
0: It was good. It was good. Uh it was hot, which was a nice change. Um, we went down there for, for uh for Lena's birthday, so we spent about a week and a half down there. Um, I took her to a restaurant um in uh in Orlando. And uh, we were we were able to eat dinner like on the rooftop, see like some of the fireworks that that they let off at uh, at Epcot, and then um, yeah, just spend some time with the family, with her family, with her mom, her sister. Um, we also did like a super quick weekend trip to Atlanta to see her aunt, um, but that was a that was a fairly short one. But yeah, yeah. Tell me about Tokyo. I'm really I've been really eager to hear about this trip.
1: Yeah. So Tokyo uh the main reason why we went to Tokyo was for the marathon uh we flew business on the way out it was an amazing experience it was probably my second favorite uh like business class experience the first one was obviously Qatar Airways wow uh but this one was very nice uh for 14 hours you know you couldn't really ask for more yeah what the, was the airline? I will. Was that?
0: What was the airline?
1: Uh, ANA. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, all yeah all Nippon Airlines. Uh, the the one thing though is the on like so in flight entertainment was very lacking. There wasn't that many movies. Really, I had to basically yeah, like there wasn't that many movies not many new movies and so i had to transition over to live sports uh and so i was watching a lot of rugby a lot of tennis it was indian wells happening right now so just watching a lot of that um but i wasn't like, very surprised because yeah, that's normally shocking. i'm very accustomed to just a bunch of movies even if they're old
0: especially in international know? flights yeah like i mean nowadays i mean back in the day when we were flying like back in like 2000 like i don't know early 2010s you had a few options nowadays so you just got like dozens and dozens of movies yeah that's interesting okay uh
1: but we landed there uh at night and we you know really quickly made our way through uh through uh what's it called customs and we got our bags and this was sort of the beginning of like understanding how things worked In Japan, which was everything just runs on time, everyone's super respectful, super cordial, Uh, things are very easy and clear to understand. And this included, you know, we took a bus from the airport to like the neighborhood of where our hotel was. And that was because if we were to take uh, a cab, it was going to be over like, I want to say $150. And so we very quickly knew that we weren't going to be taking – we weren't going to be taking a lot of cabs. We were going to try and maximize, like, their world-renowned public transportation. Right. And so it was $19 for the two of us to get from uh, the airport to the, like, neighborhood of where our hotel was. And then we checked in. You
0: said $19, you said, for both of you?
1: For both of us, yeah. Wow. For like As an compared hour. to your
0: $150. Wow, an hour. Exactly. Okay, that was my next question. Okay,
1: wow. Yeah. So immediately you sort of realize how important and like how much money you could save. Uh, and it's not that it's like any faster. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so, you know, we get to the hotel, we check in, and the hotel is in the starting area of where the marathon is going to be. And so it's like basically taken over by runners. Um And a lot of uh, branding uh, with some of the main running companies, uh, a very, very international audience. We went out that night and I believe we got uh, some some quick food. It was basically like the only place, because we were so tired from like a day full of travel. Um, I think it was like 13 hours or 14 hours to get there. So we just went to like a, of all places, we went to an Italian restaurant that was like next door just to get some food in us. And then the very next day, we go to the expo to pick up my bib. uh, And we tried to just, like, see a little bit of Tokyo. Uh, We went to a dog cafe. So that was really cool because you buy, like, a little bit of, like, boiled chicken. You walk in. And they basically were these cafes, like, listen, it's time-based. So they'll charge you every few minutes um, to... For however much time you're spending in there. Uh, Drinks are like canned drinks. It's basically unlimited. And you get to play with all the dogs. There's like video of a bunch of dogs around Carolyn. They're all like sort of huddled around here trying to get to the boiled chicken. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, we, you know, we were able to do that for a little bit. We went back to the hotel. I got soba noodles because I've realized, you know, with my dairy sensitivity... Before, I would just make, like, pasta with red sauce. And I was like, right. you know what would be even smarter than pasta with red sauce? It's like uh, Asian noodles with absolutely zero possibility of dairy. Mm-hmm. And, and so did that, went to bed early. Uh, we immediately also started to take advantage of the 7-Eleven Lawson uh, Family Mart convenience store phenomenon out there which is just world-class convenience stores that are all 24 hours and things are super cheap. They have hot drinks, cold... It's basically like, imagine instead of a refrigerator of just cold drinks, they have ones with hot drinks, uh, hot foods. Everything was Uh. super cheap. Uh, I mean, like the most we ever spent was like 15 US dollars. And we walked out with just like every snack imaginable, like multiple drinks, uh, it was basically, just like, trying snacks constantly, uh, but you know, I I needed I feel to get like, to bed early.
0: I feel like there's yeah. something I would have to like experience myself. It's so hard to imagine. Like I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look it up in videos afterwards after this conversation, just because I'm curious. But I feel like it's just gonna have to be something that I gotta I gotta feel. I gotta do myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you ever find yourself out there, I think we're gonna try and go again next year uh, to support a lot of our friends who are running it, and also go to different parts of Japan, but. Everything just works. Uh, Things show up on time when they're supposed to. Uh, You know, I was going to get into this uh, in a bit, but um, the one thing that I'm just insanely jealous of and impressed with is how uh, effective and logical their public transportation is laid out. So especially with, um, with the subway, so... At the bare minimum, as you know, different places have like different train lines that tend to be color-coded, right? Right. But they take it a step further. So not only are trains color-coded, but every station along a train's route is numbered. And then okay. they're numbered in sequential order. And then when you're looking at your Google Maps, every entry and exit into the station is numbered. Uh, So they'll be like, all right, enter in B3 or C1, which is super easy. And then every platform is numbered. So it's like, oh, if you're trying to get on this train, going in this direction, you need to get on platform four, Uh, which is, again, super helpful, especially when you don't speak the language and there's a lot of uh, English support everywhere. You can read numbers, you know? Right. And then even further... So we've talked about station numbers, entry, like station entry and exits are numbered. Platforms are numbered, but then like train cars are also numbered. So there's going to be like, Oh, in order to get to uh, this area that we advise you get on trains four and eight uh, so that you can, you know, get on the escalator on the way out in like the most efficient manner. And, and so it's all just so well thought out and laid out. Um, so that was, like, the thing that I was, like, all, like super impressed with
0: right. overall. Um, S- especially for you because considering that is your daily life, right? Like, commuting around, the, uh, around New York City. So you kind of have that perspective um, of your daily life as a comparison, right?
1: Yeah. And it just made me realize – I mean, I always knew that the New York City – uh subway is not elite. It's just like really convenient if you're accustomed to it. But yeah. it certainly has its fair share of you know issues. But to just go to a place where things just worked was really, really nice, I'll say. Right. And so um yeah, I mean, you know, going back to the to race, I mean I was up pretty early uh I, I made my way out there because it was just me this time around um and walked that's, over we were uh, i was only that's... 800 meters from the start really yeah that's i, I mean was... That was the reason why i picked that hotel yeah yeah you know i don't yeah, want to be convenient. spending time taking the subway right to the start Trump.
0: yeah that's convenient um how how did you sleep that night like given the oh. jet lag were you anxious nervous at all for it
1: no not really um i wasn't too nervous about the race i just knew that i didn't get a lot of training in uh i did even less training for this than i did chicago so it was just finishing and i told her i told you know carolyn it's going to be a slow day i'm going to finish i'll do everything i can to finish the race that was really the only goal there was no time goal uh, I'd like to finish it in under five hours, but that's really it. So nothing like, you know, I, I walked to the start line. There was no nerves or anything. Cause I was like, I'm just here mm. to, I'm just here to get it done. You know Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Uh, so start of the run was a little chilly. I remember. And we, you know, I was waiting around for a little bit, but then once the race sort of kicked off, I, remember it being really crowded in the beginning for the first few and what was also t- interesting was uh the overall course is a net downhill because it's like uh it's like a point to point sort of thing right and the uh so the first 10k for 6 miles is like pretty steep downhill and then it's all flat out and back. So like sort of like Interesting. The, if you cut a five-point star in half, yeah. uh, it's, it's really how it, how it felt. Very similar to Chicago, I'll say. I see. And okay. and uh, yeah, so I just started going, dude. And I was like feeling good. I was like looking at my watch. There were so many tall buildings around. So you really couldn't get a sense of like, you know, what your pace was because the pace said I was running really fast. But I was like, there's no way I'm running this. Uh, The speed I know that for a fact and I I gotta say that'd be
0: really frustrating for me (laughs) Just like trying to trying to figure out the your pace and where you are. I'm like Being at odds with what you think and and what you're seeing would really frustrate me
1: So the way to counteract that is when you cross the start line you remember what the elapsed time Number is okay, and then you just do the math. Yeah, it's a little annoying uh, the further you get out, but then you just got of hold, like, a few numbers in your head to be like, all right, this is this is what it is, and then everything else should be uh, okay, like pretty yeah. much easy math. Fair but enough. But you're right. It's annoying when you're like, you just want to look at your watch, and hopefully that should be enough. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, feeling really good, uh, and, you know, I ran the first... I want to say, like, I met Caroline. I think at like the ten mile mark, and I was like, I'm feeling pretty good, um, on my feet still. And then I met her again at the halfway point. I was like, all right, I'm starting to drag a little bit, but I also, uh, like, was trying to keep my wits about me. So you know, not overthinking things, uh, but also just trying to keep you know, keep my head down not push too hard because the weather was really nice and cool so it's definitely primed for uh runner's weather and you know i actually went to the bathroom that's how like uh, little i cared <laughs> not from like a oh yeah like, yeah you know, but normally i'm trying to like stay on the course right as much as i can right uh and so just you know did that and it took about three minutes to use the bathroom, which normally would, like, you know, really upset me. Uh, but um, I think, you know, once I hit the 13-mile mark, I started to really cruise. It was really interesting. It felt like – I don't know if it was, like, the runner's high, but from 13 to, I want to say, 18, like, I felt light as a feather. <laughs> and I was just going. Like, I was like, okay, I you know. Getting to twenty is always like everything after twenty you, you won't have done on a training run. And so it's just grid for the final ten K. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see. And and so it's like, alright, well I can get there. Uh and the weather started to heat up a little bit, which is not ideal. Uh but what was at the what same was the temperature time,
0: getting to at this point?
1: Probably like mid fifties. Oh, okay. Uh but you're like in the sun, there's not a lot of cloud cover, and then so it was uh, wasn't, wasn't the best, but then it started to cool down again. so I was like, all right, that was you know, not, that, not that long of, uh, of a heat uh, sort of uh, an increase in the temperature. And then you know by the time we got to a point, I was like, all right, we're getting to the end, you know, final final five miles, four miles, 5k. My legs are definitely really slow. I really like heavy, but you know kept them going. Yeah. And by the time I was at like the final two miles, I was like, "All right, all it is is grit, right? Like, we trained all this, whatever little it was. Like, we trained for this moment. Let's just try and get to the end. And like, you're you're so close. Let's uh, let's see what we can do. And the final mile is just like you know, the, the streets turn from asphalt to cobblestone So it was like, all right, you know, we're we're running through a different part of town. And How does then, that feel?" oh it's awful oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, i can't so imagine bad.
0: that feeling on your feet like it's wobbly so, and everything it's so not good Ugh, uh, I wh- hate how, how long was that
1: about uh about like half a mile i'd say
0: wow okay
1: and so it wasn't like full-on cobblestone but it was like pavers
0: i mean whatever uh, it is it's gonna be weird yeah. especially like that especially that deep in right it's not like yeah. it's not like a surprise half mile at, at 1 mile right it's uh it's like you've been you're you're coming down to the end and you're you're exhausted and now we're going to throw this little hurdle in basically and make some like bumpy weird texture on your feet when you're when you're struggling yeah uh, for sure like my my concern would be like some some cobblestone that is just like at the wrong angle and you step on it and you like twist your ankle you know like that, oh, that that'd yeah, be my that's always fear. a risk that's always yeah. a risk
1: um overall dude like the the course was not hilly whatsoever there was three tiny hills uh because those were like where bridges showed up but right. like other than that I was like oh my god this is so flat and so coupling the weather which was super in our favor so like uh, the Tokyo Marathon tends to be one of the hardest-rated marathons, but that's only because it's usually cold and rainy. It's, like, during the wet season. Oof, so imagine yeah. it's, like, low 40s and raining. Like, that's yeah, no that's want, no fun for anybody, right? Yeah, no, I
0: don't I uh, but want that. But,
1: like, it was sunny. Like, it was super dry. And so with that in mind, it's like, okay, like, this isn't bad at all. Um, with that, you know, with... Uh, what else was I going to say? With the, with the coolness... With a net downhill, like my time at the end was fifteen, over almost, almost, I want to say fifteen minutes faster than Chicago. Wow! And so I ran in like four forty-five, which, like all things considered, when I had done even less training than, uh, than Chicago, it's like, all right, you know, I'll take it, right? Um, and so it was nice to get it out of the way. I'll say. Like have a really solid race. I wasn't hurting too bad, uh, which is nice. Um, just a little bit of a of medicine, you know, just to because mm-hmm. normally I, I nowadays I'll say nowadays I feel it in my hips more, and so mm-hmm. anything to just like sort of curb it a little bit is uh is sort of you know just just makes things just makes like a little easier for me. Yeah. Um. And. And, yeah, so, like, very happy the race was fine. And then afterwards, like, the very next morning, uh, Carol and I, we checked out of that hotel. And then we changed, uh, we changed neighborhoods uh, to Ginza. Ginza's, like, their sort of high-end shopping district. It wasn't, like, because we were looking to shop. It was just because I found a good deal. Uh, We—outside we, of the initial uh, hotel for the marathon— we were able to use credit card points for every single other hotel on this trip. Nice. And so very little money out of pocket for uh, for lodging, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what I was really excited about was the food and it didn't disappoint. So, like, uh, it was good food at every price point out there. And we, like, very intentionally did not go... Like super expensive. Uh, I just didn't feel like it was necessary, and it was like going to be fun to try and see what dining is like on like the everyday level, right? And so we did. Like we went to one of the things that we really loved actually doing was conveyor belt sushi. So we went to one of the biggest sort of like brands f- that do it. Uh, Could you remind me the name of that again? Because I was going to Kura K U R A.
0: Got it. Yeah because there, there's one near us actually <laughs> of all oh, things. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like it's it's literally the same town where I bought my car. So
1: oh, That's funny. Um what's what's interesting about Kura Sushi though is like it's really expensive stateside, but out there dude, like many many yeah. plates were less than a dollar with like two I'm plates. not surprised by that. Yeah. Right. And also you're not having to sort of like worry about like, you know, it being uh imported uh for, you know and so it was uh it was it was delightful dude, to just like do it for the for the first time yeah. um and that we were able to because you did it that way you were able to try so many different pieces of fish and like different like fried foods and all that stuff and so um we what else did we do around there like we just basically walked around like i had i didn't have like a really robust itinerary every day was like all right we'll try this thing or we'll try that thing and it it felt nice from like uh all right there's not a lot of pressure to have to like be in a ton of places uh, you know on like a really strict timetable yeah and and that just allowed you to like all right we'll wake up when we wake up uh i love that yeah, we'll do oh, this or that, say. whenever. Yeah. And so that it was it was really nice to to do that. We, um, yeah, we, we were able to spend a lot a lot of time at this one really famous uh art supply store. It's like a, a stationery store called Itoya I T O Y A. It's like ten stories of stationery. So you can get, like, really nice paper. There were, like, two full uh, floors dedicated to just pens. Um, one was, like, really, really, really expensive pens. And one was, like, the everyday pen. But they had, like, thousands of varieties. Uh, I which didn't I thought know was there really were thousands
0: nice. of pens. I'm, I'm on their website right now. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. It was nuts.
1: Yeah. So, like, we spent a lot of time just, like, you know, Kevin bought a pen. Uh, it was just nice to... Nerd out over that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and like really imagine like normally you would be like, all right, we have like an hour to spend in here, but we spent like multiple hours in there. Um, yeah, and so it was it was very nice to just take our time everywhere, not rush, do what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. Uh, the sort of have that freedom, I'll say. Um, yeah, and then we. No, that's really nice. Yeah, we took a... And then we went to Kyoto. So what was cool about Kyoto was, like, a lot of the things that you think about when you picture Japan are actually in Kyoto. So the bamboo forest, uh, the, like, red... uh, The red gates for, like, this one um, temple. They're all there. And so we took the bullet train uh from Tokyo to Kyoto it was only like a 2 hour i think ride but like it was so fast so smooth like i saw people eating ramen on the train that's how much they like trusted <laughs> yeah the thing to like not go crazy and yeah. i loved it it was so nice we also got a glimpse of mount fuji uh while we were out there like on the way uh, to Kyoto uh, we got to see it uh, a touch um, they call it the shy mountain because there tends to be a lot of fog and so we I was able to get like, yeah, like a really clean um, like video of it for a few seconds um, interesting I did not know good. that yeah go ahead
0: I, I was just gonna say I didn't know that it was like covered in fog constantly not
1: constantly yeah, but yeah. so it's, uh, it's one of those things where like you could stay there like even just below it and you might not be able to see it. Yeah. Um, and so, once we got to Kyoto, we like checked into the hotel really quickly, and then we uh, we just like walked to the uh, to the red gates just to check that out. And then we did that sort of like a sunset hike up to the top of the mountain. And then we got some food. The next day, we went to the bamboo forest. We got more food. We like just walked around and kept it really chill. Um, we went to a night market, so like imagine just like a bunch of little stalls, each selling different foods, a lot of things on sticks. Uh, so overall, it was just like a you know a blast, and then we got on like one of the last trains uh, back to uh, Tokyo, and then we were back. Uh, I think we had maybe one extra day in Tokyo uh, that we just spent uh, really just like bumming around town. Uh we played that final day we actually played a lot of like uh we went to the what's it called, the arcade. So we played a lot of like claw games. Um and like they, they make it so that they're like trying to get you to win. And so we yeah. were able to like, you know win 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 two stuffed animals all say. But it was just like fun to like just mess around with that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. And then we you know, we uh we flew out and this was like the the fun uh, the funny part of the trip because then we had to fly to Jakarta, uh, because that was technically what our flight was to since Tokyo was like the layover part, and uh, it was like an eight hour flight south. So we landed in the jungles of Indonesia. Um, beforehand I was like doing research to figure out all right, you know how do we get from the Hotel. Uh, sorry, how do we get from the airport to the hotel? And yeah. I just ended up saying, I call you know, I got us a night at the St Regis, which was a like, a credit card. I used my credit card sort of bonus to like book an extra like a free annual night with them and. I had them just uh, arrange an airport transfer, so they showed up in a black Mercedes with the St. Regis logo, and I, you know, I, I saw them, and I was as I was like, you know, coming out of arrivals, and they put us right in the car. We were at the hotel in about forty minutes. Uh, right. It was fun because when we get to the hotel, they, uh, one of their like they, they call them butlers, uh, escort me up to my room, and we checked into the hotel in my room. Uh, really. Yeah, which is so that. nice. That's a, that's a thing? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, hey, you know, while we're doing this, can we get you and your wife anything? I was like, yeah, why don't we get us a, a couple of cappuccinos? Uh, and it was also uh, – they had these desserts that were ready for us under, like, these, like, glass lids. And it was uh, it was just so freaking nice. Um, we were only going to be there for less than, like, eight hours. And so we got – room service we showered we took a nap for like 90 minutes and then we had to get back in the same like Mercedes back to the airport because the flight was going to take off at 6am so we left the airport we left the hotel sorry at 3am and on the way out they also gave us like oh here's two cappuccinos and some croissants and so you know we, we ate that on the way to the airport and then we took a flight back to Tokyo, which was another seven hours. <laughs> we landed in Tokyo. We uh, checked into a hotel. We got food really quickly, and then we had to go to bed, wake up, and then we were back at the airport again. And next thing you know, we uh, we came home. Can I
0: ask a question? How yeah. how difficult was communication?
1: So, I'll say this uh, th- th- not a lot of people speak English, but English is written everywhere, right? And you can actually get around pretty easily uh with i wanna say just like uh, like Google Translate will do wonders for you, yeah, I'll say. And so Google
0: Translate is probably like just a ma- now nah, you probably I, I experienced it too. It's a massive game changer when you travel across the world.
1: Oh yeah, it, it's so crazy, especially the conversation feature where they just talk and it sh- like it it does all of the translation in real time. Right. Um it's so nice, dude. It's we didn't really have too many tra- and like a lot of the things are just like context clues, you know? So like yeah. if you're looking for help, they'll point at something. You're like, oh, "Okay, I got you." Uh, yeah sort of thing. And so I was really nervous um in the beginning to because I was like, I don't speak Japanese. Right. Um, how am I gonna do this? But I think I just like psyched myself out a little bit and it was totally fine. It really was. Uh, so I would say that if you're ever out there, it's I think it I think you'll be fine, realistically.
0: I see yeah that's i i I won't lie I've never I'm trying to think have I I don't I've never done I've never traveled out that that far east uh I guess you, at this point you might as well go you, you could go west but anyway i've I've never tra- traveled that far east in uh in Asia and so the the furthest I've gone was was Iran and everywhere we went you know my mom was there so she would she would speak um but The times where I've traveled, like it was, you know, as an adult, you know, Lena and I, you and I, when we were down in Brazil and such, we had, we had technology. Um, Like when Lane and I were, were in, in France, we, you know, we found that most people there spoke English and the times where they didn't, like I could still read enough of the words and use, use Google. Enough to figure out where I was trying to go, or where I needed to go. I think like the the hardest thing it was the the hard the worst experience that we had when it came to communicating with somebody was just like literally trying to get a uh, like we were I think we were trying to ask about like pastry prices at yeah. some bakery. And uh, other people were like starting to to leave work and, and there's like a bit of a line and the, the woman was like super apologetic that she didn't understand what we, were, what we were asking and we didn't understand what she was saying. But like she was apologizing to us and I was like, I don't know why she's apologizing to us. Like we're in your country. We don't, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, like the I feel like the real time translation is would be would be clutch.
1: Yeah, and, it, and I think it just gets better and better every year yeah with the yeah, amount of support that they have and so like i really think that you uh you'll be fine yeah if you ever find yourself out there.
0: yeah it'd, it'd be it'd be awesome to go it's just like a whole and, completely different from yeah from and you can I've load up before
1: you can load up their like uh their metro card here whether it's android or oh, really? uh yeah or apple It's called a Suica card, S-U-I-C-A card, that or a -A Passmo, P-A-S-S-M-O card. And you can just load it into your mobile wallet, dude. Like, they've been doing, like, NFC payments forever. And the one thing that I really like about their payment is, like, it's instantaneous when they pull it out. As opposed to a lot of places here, which is like, it's a pending charge for two days. You don't know when it's going to come out. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so to that end i was like oh my gosh this is so like i said it just like things work the way you expect them to work and the consistency of how frequently like it works that way was astounding Um, that's awesome yeah like and also what i really liked about the culture out there was it was a lot more uh community focused so what i mean by that is it's a lot more we instead of me uh hmm. no one's pushing to get under the subway everyone's in a very orderly line off to the side like it's all marked on the ground but no one's like oh i don't know that you should be letting people off the train first before you get right. on
0: right um so so can i ask you what was the experience like at the airport coming back i assume you it wasn't just pure, you know, only japanese people. So maybe you had some american instincts when it came time to board it to to boarding that plane or even departing the plane when you got back to this uh, to new york. Was it yeah, any I mean, better should, you should than you Yeah, back year? up to be like
1: yeah, it's like we're back in america. So this is how we're going to oh, do it. Oh jeez.
0: I I can't stand I can That's probably my biggest pet peeve when it comes to like the airport travel in general. People standing up like in group who people who are like in group 4 right, who stand yeah. up when it's time to board groups one and two, and they will stand as close to the end of the line as possible, so that it's difficult for you to know that if they're actually in this group oh, yeah, or not, it's, it's and awful. it's not until everyone starts moving up in front of them that other people start coming, like, it's, it's, it's horrible, it's horrible.
1: It's awful, it's so bad.
0: Like, um, we're all going to the same place. I get overhead compartment space, blah, 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 but, like, yeah. at the end of the day, is are you... Are you finding yourself unable to find overhead compartment space that often that you need to be, you know what? I'm going to shut up. Let's continue, continue. I will
1: say finding overhead compartment space in coach is an issue, especially if you're in one of the last, uh, the last groups.
0: Yeah. International travel. I think especially because there's only so many, you know, like you have like what three or four you have, like, it's not just, uh, two sides. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Just a lot of people. I will and, like, say, especially though, international travel, just all the luggage people are bringing. Almost everyone's coming with a carry-on, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I will say, though, to blow your mind a little bit, my mind was sufficiently blown. Uh, the So, you know in the overhead and coach, you're, like, you're sharing with, like, the entire row? Yeah. Well, in business class, dude, you get one of those for just you. Ah. Yeah, so there was, like, never – when you're in business class, wow. there is no fear that someone's going to take your luggage spot. Right. So, but anyways, going back to the, uh, going back to the, like the culture, everyone's right, right. also really respectful. So like, there's not a lot of like loud yelling. No one's ever playing music, like through like a Bluetooth mm-hmm. speaker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and they said that like the reason for that is you don't want it's almost like you don't want to bring people into your own personal business, so it's just like you're not trying to make too much noise in public. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, you can't eat and walk, or drink and walk at the same time out there. It's considered really rude to do really? that. Yeah. So, like, even if you wanted to, to grab like a drink of water, you'd have yeah. to stop, like, complete, come to a complete halt, oh, walk wow. to the side of the street, and then drink.
0: So you don't see – people aren't walking down the streets drinking their their Starbucks coffee or anything no, like that? No, absolutely that's not. really interesting.
1: Yeah. Only foreign – like non-Japanese people were doing that. And you could tell yeah. that like Japanese people would give them a weird look like, oh, that's not what we do here. The reason wow. why they – I learned was they equate like basically eating anything. Uh, they basically – it's like – it's as if you're uh, like you weren't raised right. Like they don't see a difference between you eating from like a like like a bag of M and M's, right? To you yeah. eating like a bowl of ramen. Like you just don't. You're not just not supposed to be walking around and eating. Yeah. And so, it's like that's interesting. That's, a lot of people wear yeah. masks. Most Japanese people wore masks, uh, which I always appreciate. Um, I have no issues wearing a mask in public. Yeah. Uh, even when we're outside. You know, like you've like you've always inside outside you were wearing a mask, um, and the only time you took a mask off is when you were like sitting down to eat. I'll say.
0: I see. Okay.
1: So. Yeah, it was uh, overall. I love the culture, love the food. We didn't spend like outside of the airfare, we didn't spend that much money. All things considered which was, like, really nice. Um, and so, also, this was, like, the first place in a long, long time where, while I was there, I was like, oh, I can't wait to come back to this place. Yeah. I was so impressed by what they had going on. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I
0: definitely want to get out there at some point. Yeah, I've dude, never been.
1: Like, it's so much fun. And I... Uh, so, you know, I finished this marathon. That's four out of six. The only two that are remaining are London and Boston. London's really hard to get into because they don't open up the uh, the lottery to non-UK residents that much. Oh, They really prioritize assess. UK residents. And then Boston's just like, you know, only elite people can uh, either qualify. And yeah. if I want to run it, I have to raise like 10K. And so I'm not Sheesh. really interested in doing that right now.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: But uh and then, you know, today I ran like two so like I I told you how I didn't train that much for the Tokyo marathon, right? Because yeah. of like life stuff, like getting married and stuff. Um and then today, which was two weeks after the marathon, I have only run two miles on a treadmill in the hotel gym in Boston. Uh and then I ran a half marathon today. And so <laughs> Oh wow. Yeah. It was awful today. It was a wind chill of like twenty degrees while we were waiting for the race to start, and but I mean, thankfully it warmed up later. But it was so freezing cold this morning. Uh, but I, I did much better than I uh, expected to, given the fact that I have like not put any mileage on my legs, uh, and so very uh, very happy that I am still standing. Very happy I'm still awake. Uh, Jet lag has been pretty brutal. Um, When I got back from Tokyo on, like, last Monday, uh, my first meeting on Tuesday morning, my boss was like, hey, how do you feel about coming up to Boston? (laughs) And so, literally, by Tuesday night, I was, like, on a train to Boston. That's Uh, brutal, dude. Yeah. That's absolutely brutal, man. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But, you know, overall, it was a really really awesome week we got a lot of stuff done Um, yeah so good you know it's not hard to get there i just you know battling uh jet lag i'm like up every day at 3 30 so sometimes you'll see like you know my slack responses are like obscenely early it's like no i'm just i'm up like (laughs) it is what it is yeah Um, yeah but uh but yeah i mean you know that was it's been a been a pretty wild ride but i'm like super happy to be home uh and we don't have any like real travel plans for a while i think we're gonna we may go somewhere to celebrate carolyn's birthday and then my sister's wedding in like the july 4th so uh weekend so like we don't really have like you know we're gonna be around for a while thankfully yeah yeah
0: all right that sounds great like a great trip i uh I don't know when I can make it out there, but I definitely plan to at some point before yeah, I uh, before I get too old.
1: Or you go after you retire. It's not like it's going to go anywhere.
0: That is true. I just my uh, my biggest fear not fear not my biggest fear, but like I would one of my fears is just not being able to take advantage or not being able to enjoy travel in the way this in the ways that I could when I was younger. Right. So like to not have like the endurance. To be able to just True. be walking around for hours and hours um, for a whole day. And also, like, one one nice thing is that when you're younger is you kind of have, like, sometimes you have to force yourself to live a certain way when you travel. And, like, that's not to, like, put down the convenience that money can give you when you're traveling. But sometimes it's nice to, to like, force yourself to live like a local for a little bit or at least for some stretch of a trip and um you're more likely to be capable and willing to do that or even have to do that when you're younger just because you're not as far in your career don't have quite as much money
1: yeah i mean that's also dependent on like what your travel style is you may not want to stay in like a super touristy area you know yeah
0: yeah 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 we've definitely done it quite a few times and i and uh yeah it can be it can be fun like we like the way you describe this trip sounds it sounds really nice like, you, you really got to see the city or the cities, plural, The see the country. Um, and it, it sounds really dope.
1: Yeah, no, we, we – it wasn't enough time. The next time we go, oh, we're yeah. going to go to, like, very, very different places, too. And we're just, like – I feel v- supremely confident in our ability to get around, I'll say.
0: Yeah. That's the other place. I, I really want to go to China, too. And I feel like I need, like, months to properly explore – yeah, oh.
1: I mean, going to, it would be the same as like you going to America. Right? Exactly. It's like, yeah. where are you going to go in America? Right. If you had like 10 days in America, you could see like one or two cities, but like depending on what cities you pick, it could be very different experiences.
0: Yep. And that's still just a subset, right? You got the East Coast, you got the South, you got, exactly. Southeast, right? you got, yeah, yeah. So it's
1: like, what do you tell, uh, what do you tell someone who's like interested in coming to America? Like, what would like what would be a sample itinerary of like what it's like to be in America? Because you know, not only are we already so divided and all that stuff, but like you said, it's the experience down south. If you spend all your time down south, would be so different than if you were up north or out west or in the Midwest or if you just did like Big Sky country. Like, it's just it's such a yeah. different. Everything's just so different. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's that's just a crazy. So like, China's the same thing. Like you could spend so much time trying to explore China, you know. Yep. And it'd be overwhelming either way.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, at some point.
1: Yeah. Sooner than later, you never know with these yeah. things.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, should we get out of here at this point? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Reza.
1: I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We will see everyone next week.